Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW Original Podcast. Always pleased to chat with former Marlins president, David Sampson, who works for CBS Sports. He is the host of a very entertaining podcast called Nothing Personal with David Sampson. I love talking to David because he's opinionated, he's insightful, he's got experience, and he knows the game of baseball, and he knows the National League East well. And when I talked to David before the season began, when there was all this optimism about the Phillies, he was not as optimistic. And so far, he's proven to be correct, as the Phillies are 34-37 and through 71 games of the season. David, what is your overall assessment so far of the Phils? I think there was an expectation going into this season that somehow magically there something would be different when things have actually been the same for several years. And when they added JT Ralamuto last year and it didn't exactly get them to the playoffs in a shortened season, when we re-signed him, the feeling was, hey, we got better. We had a problem with our bullpen. We brought in some bullpen. We had a problem with our manager, so to speak. We brought in Girardi. We had a problem with our GM. We brought in Dombrowski. And my point was, I'm just not sure the team got better. And in order to compete in the National League East, which, by the way, has been the single most underperforming division in baseball, in order to compete, the Phillies just needed to get better. But they didn't catch the Braves, in my opinion. The Mets got better. And the Phillies are at best the third best, maybe the fourth best team in the division. And that's where they stand right now in the the division. What do you think is wrong with them as an organization? The big thing, David, with the Phillies for a century plus has been they have not been able to consistently develop players. So when they buy players like Bryce Harper and Real Muto, who you mentioned, and and Didi's on a two-year deal, and they trade for Segura, who's an expensive player, when they have players like that, but they can't develop, what does that say about them as an organization? Well, you certainly can't say it's centuries, right? Because there's so many different people who've been in charge during the course of that period of time. And I don't blame lack of development on any particular person, any particular system, There's so much you don't hear this a lot from executives. There's so much luck involved in developing players, I can't even tell you. Baseball is the least sure sport when it comes to the draft, when it comes to procuring talent, which is why you need as much money as you can to sign players, because you really don't know who's going to be that player who's going to outperform. And the Phillies, in my opinion, just haven't gotten as lucky as others. But it wasn't too long ago, even in the early 2000s when I was with the Marlins, The Phillies were impossible to beat and they had a string of sellouts and they had a string of wins. It's just been the last 10 years. So if you look over the history of their franchise, I wouldn't call the Phillies a failure by any stretch. I would say this group of players put together 
where the Phillies thought they had an open window to win another championship. I don't believe that's going to happen with this group. You mentioned the manager. The previous manager, Gabe Kapler, was a polarizing figure in town. You know, he took a lot of blame, but there were supporters that are saying now, hey, look, Gabe's not here. The team's still not good, and Joe Girardi's managing, and it's not helping the team. Uh, Joe Girardi and you, unless I'm mistaken, have crossed paths before in your career since he was the manager of the Marlins in 2006. So I assume that you have a certain amount of insight on Phil's manager, Joe Girardi. What do you think of his performance as the Phillies manager so far? So we gave Joe his first job in 2006, and he did a great job. We ended up letting him go after he won manager of the year because at that point in his career, he did not have the ability to manage up. He was really good managing down in the clubhouse, but he didn't work well with the front office. The problem is Joe Girardi is not a manager for today, in my opinion, and here's why. Managers today are truly middle management. They are working at the behest and at the request and at the whim of the front office. Lineups are being made. Analytics has completely taken over the game of where to put players not just in the lineup, but in the field, when to play them, when to rest them. And that's not really Joe's forte. He wants to control the clubhouse. He wants to control the front office. He wants to do it his way. And the problem is that way has sort of passed him by. Because in this day and age, you need to work with the front office, especially with an owner like Middleton. But the Phillies did something interesting. They brought in Dave Dombrowski, who I could argue is an older school general manager someone who may let his manager do more than what normal teams would do. Except I'm not sure that's how Dave operates anymore because he's smart enough to know times they are a changing and managers better adjust. So for me, Girardi and the Phillies, it just was never a great match. But I guess we'll see what happens going forward. So how culpable do you think he is so far for the Phillies' mediocrity in his time as manager? Or is it more on the construction of the team which is not really Dombrowski per se, because Matt Klintak was Joe's GM last year. So how culpable is Joe Girardi for the Phils' inconsistency this season? I'm really not a big fan of putting any of the blame on the manager, except just to fire them when the team doesn't do well, because I don't want to fire myself. And I don't want to fire the GM that often. So we'll just cycle through managers pretending that we did a good job with the players. The Phillies don't have an issue with spending money. We know that Middleton does that. We know the payroll. It's not like you're running with a $60 million payroll, but it appears as though you're spending money just to spend money. You're putting a collection of players together who really don't fit into a team. I think the culpability is that the owner is so desperate to win. And I know Middleton is a really good guy and he wants to win so badly. But when owners get in the way and when they get so involved the way he acknowledged that he's involved, and by the way, he's one of 30 owners involved that way. Mm -hmm. You don't have people below you as an owner willing to stand up to you, willing to say you're wrong, willing to say we shouldn't sign this player. Let's take a beat with that player. It's okay that he blew a save. It's okay that he's hitting 220. Give him a minute. Give him a year. If you don't have those things, you're not going to win. What did you think of the whole uh, drama in Philadelphia the other night between Girardi and Max Scherzer? What's your take on that? My take is that's what Girardi does. He is a, he plays mind games. He'll claim that he saw Scherzer doing something he had never seen Scherzer do. But we all know why Scherzer's going to his hair. He was going to his hair to get sweat. He was getting sweat because he needed grip because for that game, he had to stop using foreign substances. Girardi knew it. Scherzer knew it. The commissioner knows it. 
The umpires know it. The teammates know it. And Joe is trying to show him up. It just doesn't make sense. What is the object of a manager? The object is to put your players in the best position to win as a team. And when you make yourself the show, you are not doing that. So when he when Joe says that uh, he grew suspicious of Max rubbing his hair more often than he ever seen him do it before, you're not buying that. You believe, like Mike Rizzo believed, that it was gamesmanship. You believe that, that that's the case. I've known Joe a long time. It's not even a question. It's not a matter of what I believe. <laughs> he knows exactly. Joe's been around forever. He's a veteran. He knows exactly what Scherzer was doing. He wasn't suspicious. It was straight gamesmanship. Uh, one thing I'm curious, uh, and two, two more questions, second to last one. Since you were in baseball for a very, very, very long time, and you follow the sport now, so you're still in baseball, in my opinion. How long has the sticky substances that they're trying to get rid of and specifically spider tack, which I did not know existed until a few weeks ago. How long has that stuff occurred in Major League Baseball? Pitchers have been using sticky substances for as long as pitchers have been pitching. Spider tack. What about spider tack? Spider tack may be a new invention. I don't recall seeing spider tack in our clubhouse. I don't recall seeing pitchers use that exact, but it's like technology's improved. I wasn't using an iPhone when I first got into baseball. It doesn't mean I wouldn't use one now, and I do. So technology is always improving because pitchers are always trying to get a better grip, better spin, better command. What happened this year, it's just gotten out of hand. There's such an inherent advantage now with these spin rates being increased, with balls doing what hitters have never seen balls do. So when hitters take their bat into the zone, they do it where they expect the ball to be, where they've seen the ball move that way from that pitcher forever. When the ball moves differently, you get a lot of strikeouts. Do you agree with then what, what the commissioner is doing with changing the policy in the middle of the season and doing these checks now and kind of messing with the pitcher's routine in a sense, even if they're not trying to do that on purpose, that's what they're doing. Do you agree with what's going on right now in baseball? No, not at all. I do not believe they should have issued that memo in the middle of the season and changed the rules in the middle of the season. You go into the off season with a clear understanding of what you want to change. It would be like the NBA adding a four-point line 42 games into the season. I don't really understand how you can do it. In the offseason, feel free. Add an eight-point line. Do it at half court. Anything, but you got to do something to start a season. You work with your union. You come together with a substance that is universal, and you release it to start a season, not in the middle. Last one, because I know you got to go. Phil's five games back, six back in the loss column of the Mets uh, this morning as we're recording Thursday morning. Do you think, David Sampson, that the Philadelphia Phillies have a shot to catch the Mets and win the East? Never say never. I'm just not predicting it's going to happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you, David Sampson, former president of the Marlins, uh, CBS Sports, nothing personal with David Sampson podcast, which he's about to record right now. So I can't wait to... Catch it later. Thanks for the time, David. I appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 